Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on RuPaul's, RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race Season 13. 13. So let's raise a glass... Or a bottle. ...and start spilling the GNT. Clink! <laughs> <laughs> on remix so long-standing listeners may notice that we've slightly altered our intro there i, th- I think it uh, gives good, good closure yes. to the opening segment and mm-hmm. lets people know that we're here we're ready for business yes okay to start your engines absolutely and we're in a new year yes new happy, year. everyone happy new year happy new year merry christmas now last week was the first week i think that we didn't drop a podcast and I mean, it was Christmas week. Yes. Um, it's, I think we might have done something similar around Christmas time last year. There might have been a week. Oh, yeah, a week or two. Okay, but cool. you know what? Call me out. Call everyone, me out. Everyone deserves a break, frankly. <laughs> frankly. So again, a little little refresher. Mm-hmm. Dr. Tom here is a psychiatrist. Allegedly. He's gonna, allegedly. He's going to be giving his opinion around the mind, around the psyche. Well, you know, we both approach this. Don't, as... don't interrupt. Don't do that. <laughs> We're super fans no, of no, the no, show. No, 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 no. <laughs> Worry about you, I will. Tom. Okay? I will. Thank you, Michelle, cool. for that advice. And I'm going to be giving you a performance kind of uh, assessment. Assessment. Wow, come through, assessor. Wow. An assessment. I thought I was but, look, assessments. Well, because, you know, I've got the background in dancing, especially when it comes to the lip syncing. I love giving my opinion on that. Absolutely. But overall, we are just super fans of the show. We are. We are. Yes. And um, again, I'm not here to like analyze or kind of diagnose anybody. Yes. It's just more about like observing interactions and thinking yeah, about backstories. Yeah, there and that it kind is. Of thing. And I'm there to completely observe. I'm <laughs> I'm the opposite. <laughs> I'm there to completely look at the technique uh-huh. and everything and, and see what they're doing right, wrong, what they could do. Mm-hmm. Give praise where it's true. But at the end of the day, there is no hate on this podcast. Hell no. At the end of the day, it doesn't <laughs> effing matter. <laughs> but it doesn't like we don't endorse hate. We don't. We really we, don't. We we hate trolls. We hate that. There's a. There can be a. We culture. don't endorse hate, but we hate trolls. Yeah. <laughs> The irony, the you're, irony. You're coming for me, this <laughs> podcast, aren't you? You're really coming for me. Yeah. Um, no, we don't encourage hate. We uh, we don't like that kind of... We don't really, like really... cancel culture. No, we're we're more about kind of like... I hate her. We hate her. Miss Cancel, she cancelled. Uh, we like to come from a kind of place of lack of judgment, more understanding yeah. kind of thing, because these are real people who are in a heavily edited reality show that we happen to love Exactly. Love the high heels off of. There it is. Yeah. So um, that's it. That's housekeeping done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, now let's start spilling some shit. <laughs> the exits are yeah. here and here. <laughs> yeah. Now let's start talking shit about them, okay? Oh, <laughs> that first look. No. So we're going to be looking at season 13 now. Yay, yeah. it's dropped. It's it on happens. the Netflix here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it, where it is everywhere else. But oh, with we've VH1 just... in the US, isn't it? And how it goes um, to new time listeners is we don't watch the program before we podcast. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's on right now freeze frame on the beginning part it is where we actually watch the the show mm-hmm. and as we watch it we stop and podcast it so you yes. get our raw exp- our raw expression our, our raw we- um what we think what mm-hmm. we feel at that time yes yep that's our aim yes yes we want to completely authentic we want to mm-hmm. be completely our own mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to get our opinions diluted by reading other people's because no. you know sometimes have you ever been like like i hate when people tell me about a movie mm-hmm they go watch this movie, and then they give me the like 
and then they start telling me that they like it or they hate it. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to know what you think about it until after I watch it because if someone tells me they hate it, <laughs> yeah. I go into that movie yeah. already anticipating to hate it. And it, maybe I don't hate it, but I will mm-hmm. hate it because someone else said it. Yeah, and that's yeah, kind yeah. of the reason why we do it the way we do here and on Spilling the GT podcast. I don't want other people's... Um, opinions will yep. affect my own so, so what we do is we watch it mm-hmm. and as we watch it we go straight to the mics which is we in front do. of us in our studio on the 11th floor here in <laughs> london <clears throat> um, and we podcast and then we and then we start podcasting and then we go back and watch a bit more mm-hmm. but we watch it one time through and then we edit produce it and it's out same day well we've often been complimented in the past and thanks to your production skills yes um, that we're Thank one you. of the Alexis first, I'm Alexis you are Alexis or Chucky Cox or you're one of the producers yep. thank you or uh, Monique Hart yes oh. another producer um, America zoom in <laughs> zoom in <laughs> um yeah, so we're often complimented on the fact that we're one of the first podcasts out. And I think that's that's about us just, again, just trying to get our raw, unfiltered opinions undiluted, perhaps, by what others might say. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's us, really. I'm ready to actually start on season 13. Yes. Now, we already know through the um, the grapevine that there is, like I've got some insider knowledge, or I know one of the producers. <laughs> Sorry. So we already know that there is a lip sync showdown. Yes. This so they're going to, yeah. The promos. Yes. Mm. The promos here that they're going to have, uh, uh, everyone's going to have a lip sync, which I think is good because. The way, way it phrased it was that all 12 girls would be lip syncing for their lives, mm. which implies six lip sync for your lives. But if it's a true lip sync for your life, you're getting rid of half the cast in the first episode. I, yeah. I just think there's got to be something else going on. With COVID happening, like this is the best way. Maybe it's safety. <laughs> it's hard to tell. To truly have social distancing in the workroom, they could only have six girls after the first yeah, episode. Well, they only let like a certain number of people into the ESDA. <laughs> you know, when you go into the home and bargains. Yeah. It's, it's like they, they make you queue. Oh, I don't know. But I, I do I do want to see what's going to happen because they mm-hmm. can't just get rid of them straight away, can they? Well, it's, I, it would be really awful and hurtful for the girls who've been dragged there yeah. for their dream opportunity so what i'm doing is i'm anticipating how many lip syncs six there has to be at least six because there's 12 girls so we're anticipating six we're anticipating 12 looks entrance looks to mm-hmm. talk about and then six lip syncs which is a lot for a podcast there's a lot, a lot for in. one podcast i know you guys want more <laughs> but we um we might have to just until we know what's happening we might yeah. have to just watch it Lip sync by lip sync, yeah, um, and then podcast after that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I don't know what to expect at mm-hmm. all. It's a, like a grinder hookup in and out, <laughs> and then block them. <laughs> oh, flashbacks! Wow, <laughs> just quick and easy. Yeah, hopefully just, no repercussions. There it is. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna have to do it like that. Now, if it's anything like last season and um, some other seasons before, I really love the idea or what they started to do as split the first episode. I love isn't that. It? Because then we got a chance to actually know the girls a bit more. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, it's really, um, it's really easy to get lost in the mix when yes. you're looking at 12, 13 queens in yeah. one episode. Like you don't get to know anyone, especially the person that leaves. And it's just... Well, actually quite often you find that the person who's going to leave gets a little bit more airtime and some sort of plot point or yeah. narrative. Yeah. Like think of Soju. She actually got quite a lot of airtime on her episode. Ayo, sis! Yeah, I know. And there was all that stuff about her being an oversharer but, um, and being like a social media queen and that kind of thing. And it's either the winner 
or whoever's going home that gets a bit of airtime. Everybody else just gets lost in the shuffle. Yep. Last... Cameron Michaels, I don't think we've seen at all in her first episode. I just want to say that they have huge shoes to fill, heels to fill, really, <laughs> because I actually am a huge fan of season 12. I, I have loved to say, it. it was season 12 for me, like a lot of people are saying that it was quite blasé, and I don't understand because A, their first episode was fire. They're, yeah. I, I, I'm their bitch. Very, I, I'm their bitch. And I see KY's in town. <laughs> the noodle. Like, I know, I listen to it all the time that you don't know me. The Madonna challenge, the, the Madonna the musical. I, I still think it's hands down the best musical they've ever done. And then the Baby, We Made It. We Made It. It's very, very good that, finale. That finale one was amazing. Like, yeah. they, these. The music, the talent in season twelve was was incredible. I think that so for some people, the the season was overshadowed by being a bit of a cursed season because of COVID. So they couldn't have a proper finale or reunion, and the Sherry Pie controversy yeah. just cast a big shadow. Like certainly, you know, they had their reasons for doing it, but the deletion of Sherry Pie, I think, mm-hmm. altered a lot of narratives and plot lines. Yeah. And it stuff. It, up. it really, cool. really did. I don't think we got to see what was intended for some of the the girls in terms of characterization interactions and plot lines do you know what my theory is that mm-hmm. one day um they're gonna sell they're gonna sell mm. the the original season 12 with all of Sherry pie and the original plot line you probably already get it on the dark web or something it's probably out already <laughs> like i would love to watch it i'm gonna be very honest i really want to see because what you'll see is how how huge of a um impact producing yes. and editing does to the queens because you know they got all this footage and now people have to remember they've got like days worth mm-hmm. hours and hours and hours a week's work or three days whatever they got all of their hours of footage and then they condense it into a just under an hour of less than yes. that really of a show so they can just chop and change it to fit any storyline and i think the, the fascination doesn't come from like wanting to see sherry piper say it's about seeing how other characters narratives or plot lines would have changed mm. because their interactions with her would be because there's that rumor that Gigi and sherry were supposed to have a big rivalry and one or the other was supposed to come across as an dog and a villain and obviously that never panned out and actually when you look back Gigi didn't really have much of a storyline for somebody who won four challenges, she was just kind of like, oh, you know, the the confident, self-assured young fashion girl who yeah. found her funny, um, but didn't, you know, what was she doing in terms of interactions with others? We still don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let's actually start talking about season 13 now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what we did see, we saw Candy Muse. She is our first queen to she, walk into. She certainly is. And um, what do you what do you think about what she's wearing? Uh, it's, it's definitely a throwback and a yes. tribute to Dahlia Sin, her sister. Yeah. Where we find out, I really, like, there's not many queens that I know of, but I've, I really know Candy Muse because when that whole Aja stuff was happening, I mean, people started coming for Aja yeah. when, in season nine mm-hmm. because of, um, they were like, people girl, your makeup, because that was the first season they had HD, wasn't it? Yes. And then they were like, everyone was reading Aja for her skin. and They're just generally really, really horrible to Aja about her appearance. And it was and then, just Disgusting. Exactly, and so I remember, I remember way. clips of Candy Muse kind of spreading then about her mm. like coming for like you know coming for the trolls and saying they should beat them all up, which I believe she it, damn right will. It was Candy Dahlia and Momo Shade was the other one. Yes, there was Those another four of them. Yeah, um, but as we find out here, and I hadn't really followed this before, the House of Aja has disbanded, and now there is only the Dollhouse. Now, what I found a little bit unappealing here was the way Candy was talking about. Aja, yeah, and it was it was a little bit. You're not di- my real mom, and you never will be. <laughs> it was very, it was very much that, it wasn't really, it? Really it was, was. Very, I was like, girl, and it was it was a little bit. I guess 
what we're seeing, I think, with Candy is a big part of her persona and her character is projecting huge confidence. Yep. Where, but part of that came off a little bit. Like, she was saying she's more famous than Asia now. And that's like, I can't really get on board with that as a sentiment. Well, I can get maybe not as a sentiment, but as a drag queen, yeah. I mean, I think every drag queen should think that they're better than everyone. But I guess... In my opinion. it's it's We don't know what went down exactly, but it comes across as a little disrespectful to somebody who has certainly been helpful to her career. True. Wh- whatever happened. Yeah. And like... I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that was your drag, Ma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Asha's a fantastic drag queen. Like, her run on season nine... Um, I guess they didn't quite know what to do with her and she went home midway through the season. But her All-Stars run was fantastic. Her yeah. looks and her performance, she won that um, the, the the first challenge, didn't she? The um, the the dance. The variety. Yeah. yeah. She was in the top two with Bendel Creme. Her fashion was amazing. Cool. She had like a new self-assured quality to well, her. Yeah. Let's let's bring it back to Candy. Let's talk about Candy now because, you know, this, okay. is, her, this is her time. This is her time. Moment. So Candy came in. I just love her mouth. And she says it herself. She says that one of her best um, attributes as a drag queen is her mouth. And she can talk with a lisp, though. But, you know, I love it. I love it. It's cute. cute. It's It's adorable. Um, She's really loud. She's really out there. You know, she's a mixture of the Vanjie and um, Silky. Do you yeah, agree? Yeah. yeah, she's got that bluster, that confidence, and that kind of flamboyancy, this, that that volume. I want to see more of that appealing side of her. I don't, but I think she's going to be she's going to be a source of drama and good TV. Yep. she's given us that from the outset. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And then the next one's walking as Joey J. Looking like I feel like this is something that maybe Christina Aguilera might wear, or Faramone imitating Christina Aguilera because she's got the chaps and like the feathers and feathers detox with the feathers. Um, but Joey J, I feel like she's like walking sound bites, and we said this about her in her um, in her Meet the Queens. It's like nearly everything she says feels a bit like a quote that somebody might have said before or a popular drag phrase. Um, but you know, she seems sweet and appealing, and um, Oh, she she says uh, something I think the other girls might come for her for is um, she only does one show a week. And this is her third year of auditioning. So she's been doing drag for a while. So she might get called out on her commitment to drag. Well, that, that's kind of true. Like if you're doing drag for three years and you're only doing one show hmm. a week, uh, why? I mean, my, my question would be, why do you do drag if it's... I think maybe it's an attention thing. Maybe like she did drag one time. Mm. She liked the attention she got in it. I mean, she does say she's a lipstick assassin. So we'll actually have to see how that goes. They both say that really, don't they? I think everyone claims to be. (laughs) Everyone has the Cheryl Hole um, syndrome (laughs) with their lipstick assassins, aren't they? So it looks... Basically, what happens is these two walk in and then straight away they're called to the main stage. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to get straight into a lip sync battle. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about, before we get into the lip sync, I want to talk about the huge shift in Candy Muse. Yes. How Candy Muse came in all loud, all boisterous, all bowdy, bowdy, like all this, so much, um, this energy that was just so like vivacious. Yeah. It was so loud and so bright and like, you know, she's talking like my mouth is my biggest attribute, <laughs> this confidence. How quickly that disappeared on the main stage. She looked like like a really like a deer in headlights. Lost little bunny. And her body language became very 
submissive, protective. Very, yes. She's holding that jetto blaster. She's in front hiding of behind it, isn't she? Yeah. She's hiding behind in it. In contrast to Joey J, who <gasps> was standing in a power pose, exactly, and being like, "Right, I'm going to engage with you guys. Yes. I'm here. This is my moment." And then in the interactions as well, we didn't see so much of that big personality with Candy. Maybe this is actually an appealing bit of vulnerability from her, and we're seeing that there is a lot of bluster, and maybe you know she is a vulnerable girl underneath. Whereas. Joey again was with the sound bites. And do you know who she reminded me of? Do you remember Venus Delight on yes. season three? They, yes, I do. Well, she, was the f- she walked them with the same costume. She was the first out. Um, so I don't know how that bodes for poor Joey. Um, so it, she was very much sound bitey and very like, very keen to project. I'm a witty drag queen on stage. And Joey's a bit like that, but not not quite to that intensity as Venus. Yeah. And then yeah. Michelle also caught her out and asked her kind of, um, what inspired you to do drag? And she said mm. self-expression and clucking and bucking, which sounds mm. to me like, like in my look, this is my opinion. It just sounds to me like you watch Drag Race. You thought you'd do drag for the first time. You found that you actually look really, really good in it. You can move. So you started doing it, but you're <laughs> doing it once a week because you, you need to pay the bills. Well, yeah, it's, it's not necessarily the most financially secure profession unless you have a big break like this. Mm. Or you're, but for three years and you're still only doing one show a week, come off it. Come might, right off might it. Might be the best show you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you're the greatest showman. <laughs> so now we're going to get into the lip sync, okay? Mm-hmm. Now the lip sync song, is Call Me Maybe and it's Candy versus Joey J. Yes. I want to say it's quite a lackluster. First of all, it's quite a lackluster. It's not a really high energy song. First of all, know. so it's like start. mid to higher tempo. I think every drag queen should be able to put on a, an entertaining performance of this. I don't think that these two got the brief. I don't think that okay. these two really killed the lip sync. I found, I found this lip sync quite like, oh, like what's happening? Let's, let's look at Candy Muse. Uh huh. Again, for all the talk that you came in saying that you're better than Aja, and let's Aja is amazing. Oh, so Aja for you to the yeah, so then for you things. to already let me know what to expect, you know, you're better than Aja. I was waiting for like mm-hmm. her to do like drops, kicks, spins, like testicles flying everywhere. Yes, I didn't, I didn't see it. She actually I, looked very, very shy. You know what? Maybe she's playing coy. Maybe she's playing coy because in the coy beginning, cap. it's about like you know, like I'm really, really shy. Like I meet a guy, mm-hmm. like. I thought, I thought like that was really really cute that she was playing that character. I threw a wish in her well, no 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 you know. And she starts off kind of shy. The thing about when you're on a stage is that you don't act shy the way that I act shy in front of you in person. Uh-huh. You know, like when, when I'm showing you in person, I would do what I was doing while she was doing. She, she was playing it very very small. Yes. You need to exaggerate that you're shy. You mm-hmm. need to, your your moves still need to be bigger. Yes. To show them that you're you're being really really like cutesy in there. You, but she played it really. Really, really small it's and really, like, really quiet. Play it shy, but make it drag queen. Like the yes, exactly. Yes. The silence in the lip sync was so loud. Yes, like, her, like yeah. I just, I, I really. What, what I know so. with Candy is that she had some cute, fun moves and stuff in there, and I could tell. I think she was nervous, and I think she was really shooketh by this plot twist. But she did not engage very well with the judges. She avoided their eye contact an awful lot in contrast to Joey, who really fixed them and performed to them. Yes. And um, the other thing, Candy, did rule number one of Drag Race, your entrance look, you should be ready for anything. You could get dunked in a water tank, you could get blasted by a fan, or you could be sent into a dynamic lip sync challenge, which is what happened today. She had to hold her boobies in the whole time. One of her arms was constantly occupied holding her chest in. Like... That, that that held her back as well. In contrast, again, to Joey, who was throwing some shapes to me and peppering it with a bit of humour. Personally, I would have given the lip sync to Joey J. 
Well, we can see what the result well, who is. Who would you have given it to? Um, none, none of them. Like that's For me, that was worthy of a double sh- Well, first of all, I haven't talked about Joey. I actually think Joey can move. Mm-hmm. I think Joey um, knows how to how to be sexy. Joey knows the, sh- the shapes to do to look sexy. She knows I how think to... that's her brand, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she, she can do sexy well. She was... I loved her eye contact yeah. to the judges. She's mm-hmm. singing to you. She's performing to you. Yes. And that's the number one key in performance is to look at someone or to look... At least project forward because yeah. that's where your energy is going, you know? If I'm looking at the ground, your energy is projected downwards mm-hmm. and you're not... As, as an audience, as a viewer, you're not really feeling the impact of the performance... So what she did is look at them performing to them amazing in contrast to Candy Muse, who I don't think she ever made eye contact with the judges. Maybe she did, but like it was so like she looked everywhere else but to More the front. the end, but again, not with the confidence or intensity that Joey did. Yeah. I think she, I think she gathered a bit of momentum, Candy, and she was better at the end than she was at the beginning. I mean, first of all, like they've just walked into this. You got to give them some credit in the sense that they walked in, like, "Hey, I'm this, 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 this. This is my first time mm-hmm. on the show," and then straight to the main stage and to a lip sync. Like, come fair on, fair play to them. Yeah, That's fair a huge play. We got, we got to give them that. But like, come off it. Yeah, come on. I, I did such a UK thing, isn't it? <laughs> um, but you're right. And also, like, come on. We've seen the the cross oh, fake I, I split. I was going to come to that. I never want to see it again. I don't. I don't ever. The only person done. who ever did it well was Monet. Exactly. Because she did it for the first time. And we all know that Monet can drop into a split as well. Also, with all the feathers, the, the red feathers all over the floor, <laughs> I was getting flashbacks to Sasha Velour's um, like pedal or, reveal or Asia's dead butterflies. Yeah, I was, I was like, oh, the whole stage was there. So now let's let's give our day. Oh, I think we went on longer than we wanted to. This is a first hooker. one. This though, is though, like a date. This is like set. Tinder, if anything, or Hornet. Um, so let's. Let's have a look. Okay, who would I give it to? I would give it to, jo- if I had to pick one, because I'm going to do that, I would give it to Joey J. I would give it to Joey J. She performed more. Yeah. I feel. She performed to me. Do you know what I mean? Like she, she did. She, she was aiming for. She was um. She was aiming for sexy kind of like that with a bit of funny. She yeah. achieved that. Yeah. Whereas I, with Candy Muse, I think she started to, to play coy and... But it wasn't. She didn't nail coy well. Uh-huh. She didn't nail vulnerability well. Yeah. Like she sort of committed to it. So in that sense, I would give it to Joey J. Hundred percent. Less coy, more coy carp. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it's it. It's a Tom. kind of fish. I don't get it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. All right. Shall we have a look then? Yes. Let's go. We've just seen the verdict from the judges, and mm. Candy Muse was given um, the stay. The stay. She was given the stay. She yeah. wasn't. I didn't want to say she wins. <laughs> because I don't felt like she won. I felt like RuPaul couldn't, the producer couldn't risk Candy Muse not making it into the show because she's such good television. I, yeah. So she's be I, I really feel like that that's the reason that Joey J got given the pork chop. The pork chop, yeah. obviously a reference to the first queen ever eliminated from Drag Race, exactly. legend, icon, and star, <laughs> Lady Victoria Porkchop Parker. <laughs> um, now I just can't but help but think, can't but help but think that there's something going on here. You can't get rid of six you smelling, girls. You're smelling some shenanigans going I'm, on. I'm smelling some lovely pork chop cooking there it is and um i just i just think there's something going on that is going to be revealed but we will see yep okay um but there we go so on to the next couple of goyles so the next girls are walking is denali 
Okay, so Denali walks in, and this. What do you think about her costume? Tell me. I mean, she's in ice skates. Yes. So she's making a statement. She looks like she's just come from doing Swan Lake on ice, doesn't They're she? They're not just normal ice skates. Uh. You know a gay owns that. <laughs> you know those those skates are owned by a gay. They are stoned. They are stoned. They are. I I don't even ice skate, and I and I want them. <laughs> it's just so you just hopple around just the house, so, yeah, and damaging the, the, the laminate floor. Just walking around picking up yeah. groceries in them. You know, is that what? I'm sure she does that. Um, Tell me about her costume. Oh, just just very like Swan Lake on ice, isn't yeah. it? And she's got like this scorpion alien hair. Yeah. Um, which uh, is cool. She's she's uh, is good for whipping. Yep. Good for whipping. Exactly. I I love the wig. Now Denali's projecting a lot of confidence, which is what she did in the um, Meet the Queens, didn't she? She's yeah. all about that. And these girls only get brief intros. Actually, we we don't get to see a lot of them because in comes Lala Ree straight afterwards, pretty much. What do you think about her costume? I think it's really cute. Like, she's got this chainmail leotard and um, kind of uh, blazer combo. Uh, Denali's very, very critical of it. But I think Lala Ree's so charming. I, I just uh, see the outfit as equally charming. I already love Lala Ree. Yeah, her, she's, the talking she's, head, love, she's already she? sold me. I like her. And she's got like, it's you know, the chainmail just makes me think of like Eleanor of Aquitaine or something. But the blazer is very like uh, executive realness. It's like... I- and then there's no pants. I want to give her some props for coming in with a mask. Yes. Very socially responsible. Wow. That is who you should be looking up to. Good um, on you. Yes, she is a socially responsible queen. Yep. Do you know what? They did something that is so relatable mm-hmm. when they, like, the two girls have walked in and Lullary goes up to um, Denali <laughs> and you can see there's a second of, do I touch you? Do I kiss you? Yes. Like, do, am I allowed to, am I, yeah. so did you see that? Did you see it? So like, hey girl. And then they're like, ah. mutual hesitation. Like, you know, usually they'll come and hey, mwah, mwah, but this one was like, oh, do we? And, and then, just, oh, just my mask and then one of you, like, one of you obviously start initiating movement with your hand and uh-huh. the other person will, will reach your hand if they, if they're accepting the touch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's so relatable to everyone. Like when a friend comes over, you're like, hey, you're like, do I invite you in? No, do I, do I do I touch your hand? Do I kiss your cheek? Like I just thought that was really really relatable. Okay, so these two girls are in. Let's get straight to the lip sync. Now they were given "When I Grow Up," mm-hmm. which is I love it. I mean that's such a good high energy song. It wasn't the first time it was done as well. Coco Montrese <sighs> performed she this song. Assassinated Monica Beverly Hills. It was it was a slaughter. I mean every lip sync against Coco is a slaughter. Really, Coco is she. Is the future. She's the, the future she's of past, lipstick. present, and future. She's amazing. <laughs> so they got given this song, okay? Now, let's look at their performances. First of all, Denali is in skates. She's in skates. I was like, are they, is she going to change into a heel? No, but then, like, let's let's look at it. Heels versus skates. Which would you prefer to dance in? <laughs> Not skates, because I'd fall over and break an ankle. But at least skates, your, your feet's flat. I just, the main thing that got me on this, yeah, I thought props to her for, for kicking and flipping in these, but I thought it was so dangerous. I was, oh, the whole time, like, when, she, Lala, when she did that amazing high kick, I yeah. was like, nice high kick, but I'm like, you could have killed her. I thought it was going to be like a Mortal Kombat more, style fatality. Yeah, finish poor, her, poor, high kick. <laughs> poor Denali was going to get decapitated like it was, you know, Katana versus Melina. Yeah, I was like, like, because, you know, some, sometimes girls, like, they, they, they dance really close because a lot of the times you'll see the queens dance <laughs> closer to the left yeah. uh, stage right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Because that's, that's closer to the judges. So I was like, please, oh. like, before you do anything. And then she did a cartwheel. I'm like, nice cartwheel, but girl, watch but out. Please watch try not out. to kill yes, Lala. Exactly. We like yeah, her. She's got to get a haircut. And also, it like, did... you know, a lot of them are like, I'm a, I'm a cutter, bitch. Like, literally, she's going to cut a girl. <laughs> Made me think there's going to be a kind of, remember, Monique Hart's aborted cartwheel. Oh. 
So she didn't, you know, kill poor Vixen. I thought it was going to be one of those, but it wasn't. So um, she was doing lots of tricks, but Lala to me was giving like consistent, like fun but sexy energy. Yeah, like you could tell she's a seasoned performer. Yeah, and you could you could give her any fun, up tempo pop or R and B song, and she'd turn it out. Yep, and she gave good face as well. Agree, mm-hmm. agree. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but I wonder if Lala Reed's going to be a pointer sister because she did a lot of pointing, <laughs> a lot of pointing, like pointing. <laughs> a lot of the time she was pointing at the other girl, uh, like like. Oh, Okay, I okay. like that. Like, okay. I, I do agree. Lullaby did have um, stage presence. Yeah. It changed the minute she started performing. It, it's it's really nice to see a different side of a queen, mm-hmm. and her confidence just came up. Yeah, straight away. Also, like first of all, they were both amazing lip syncs. Yes, they were very, really, really good. Love lip syncers. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. and this was a much better lip sync than the last one we it just was. saw. It was. So, um, yeah. Tricks came out from Denali, that back bend into a dip. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But then her dress started kind of falling and then she started like having oh, yeah. to help pull it up a lot. And so that kind of like costed her a bit of a deduction for a- me. Again, like come prepared for anything, Goyles. Mm. Your, Who do you your... give this win to? I'd give it to Lalari. I would love it to be a double chante, but you know, let's let's cut to the chase. The winner would be Lalari. Mm-hmm. I, I do wonder if it would have been different if Denali had heels on, but it is what it is. I still we saw what we saw, and that's my judgment. I think her tricks and splits and everything were fantastic. She didn't give a lot of expression to me. I don't know if it was just her makeup or what. Mm. Lala was more fun in the face. But I wonder if the whole time she was she was a bit scared about doing much because of the skates on. <laughs> or she was airing on the side of caution and with good reason. Like this is this is Mortal Kombat. This oh, absolutely. is she needs retractable skates. You know, like those sort of retractable roller skates. Yeah. She needs those and ice. Well it's removable, like yeah, let's take them off. Anyway, <laughs> let's see what the judges think and move into the next queens. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the winner from that lip sync is Lalaurie, and we both agree. As we predicted. So, do you want to talk about what happened next? Well, we did say, didn't we, that something's got to be going on. And there's the pork chop loading dock with pork chop, <laughs> with picture of pork chop, pride of place, the glowing beauty that she is, but also all the other first out girls, which for me. There's only one. Huh? Calm down, girl, there's only one. No, the pictures of the oh, first out Oh, sorry. <laughs> all of the other. What, Oh, actually, well, I saw the picture of Kelly Mantle and I thought, does that confirm that Kelly was officially first out of season six rather than Magnolia Crawford? Mm. But then maybe I just missed her picture. But anyway, all the first out girls, again, maybe a hint we could be getting a first out girl season, which I would love. Um, But I would love that. Uh, Joey J is sitting there and Denali walks in and they're both like, oh, okay, okay, there's something going on here. And they have like an awkward little exchange. Can I just say that the the energy... The energy <laughs> is so it's such a defeatist energy in that room, isn't it? I mean, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They've spent all this money. Oh. Let's be honest. We, we hear about girls taking out like a second mortgage. Mm-hmm. Maybe I made that up, but like you know, it's, no girls, it's, girls it's all for impact. For this show. <laughs> I say what I say for impact. Yeah, <laughs> they take a second mortgage. They sell their organs <laughs> to afford a lot of the stuff that they have to mm-hmm. to bring all these outfits. Imagine to have all of that and. And cancelled all these gigs. Yeah. You know, for Joey J one. <laughs> just to go on there to walk in and be be sent within the, the first half an hour. Especially for like one five minute showing. There you is. know? It's not even as if like, oh, you've had like two days worth of working at a challenge and be like, Do you know what? I did my best and I didn't do very well. It's like I had five minutes for a lip sync that I rehearsed for for ten minutes 
And that's it. Once They're going time. back home. Yeah. And she's going to beg for that one gig back. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> do you know what? Can I just say that this is so the reality for auditions. Yeah. In real, and, and like when you go to a casting, you don't get that much time mm-hmm. at all. Like they only ask you, to, usually they ask you to sing how many eight bars, two, like four eight bars, six, mm-hmm. four eight bars of a song. So you have to find the best part of that song and sing it. Mm-hmm. And that's all you get. Sometimes they even cut you off. Like you, you you don't even make it the full eight bars of that. So eight bars is one and two and three, four, five. That's how long. And then like just the put line the hand is. Up. Thank and you. And they're like, thank you for coming. And I'm uh, the fastest <laughs> audition I've ever been to. I'm, I'm going to confess this. Uh, I went to a Lion King audition in the the West End. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went to uh, audition there, and they, we had to warm up. Okay, so we're like, the choreographer says, "Okay, yeah, before we teach you the dance, everyone, can you just like." Um, just walk, just jog around the room, uh-huh. and she went in the center. So we started jogging around the room, and then she's and then during the jog, she was just looking at everyone. It was like she, she tapped you on your shoulder. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Oh my gosh! And I was like, oh my god, what, what am I running wrong? <laughs> am I running around the room? Should I start being animalistic like Lion King? <laughs> like everyone, I was like, what do I do? But she was like, no, everyone, just 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 run around the room. Mm. And then she was explaining. I cast for the look first and then the talent. Oh. And so she tapped me on my shoulder and I was like, no, watch me Sorry. dance. Watch me perform. I just want to dance to the belly. It's not easy, is it? No. And then I was it's like, wow, easy. I caught in sick for work. <laughs> I pulled a sickie for work <laughs> to wait to queue outside for four hours. Um, and then to wait around again for two hours and then to get, finally get caught up and then to be tapped on the shoulder within the first 20 or two minutes. Well. And then, I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to audition. The harsh world of And then tapped my shoulder, oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm in London and like my work's not far from where they're casting. So I had to like, <laughs> I was like putting my hoodie and I tried to hide, go straight to the underground and go straight home. Oh, I thought you were going to like turn up to work and say, oh, I got over my migraine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I beat cancer. So uh, try, we don't joke about, that. We, about that. that. we don't joke about that. We don't joke okay, about that. Okay. So let's. So that's what's happening. So this is a real kind of example of what happens in the casting. You know how these guys yeah. feel is what we're saying. Exactly. So let's go into the next queens. Okay. The next queens yep. coming is Simone and Tanisha. Now Simone, loud, excited, confident, sexy, gorgeous. Her She's skin. very beautiful. I would eat her skin. She describes herself as being inspired by powerful women who've been through things, especially women of color. And um, she's wearing a shift dress made of Polaroids all of her, which reminded us of uh, Ivy Winters, didn't yes. it? Although she was in more of a skater dress. Yep. Uh, beautiful, though. Um, and she's always looked very fashion forward and creative in her promo stuff. Smoke. So- just like the promo, Simone is just infectious in the sense that her energy and her uh-huh. confidence is just, it's its a likable, likable she's energy she's that got I like from her. Likeability, yeah. Yep. As well as Tanisha, Tanisha comes in and she's just like regal. <laughs> yeah. Don't you think? She's, she's regal. I am Iman from the Iman dynasty. And yes. it's a dynasty. It's a dynasty. Not a family. Believe it. A it's dynasty. A, it's a dynasty. Yeah. I liked Iman from the from the promo because she's 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 got a serious quality. She is not here to mess around, um, and I really like that about her. She reminds me, in a sense, of kind of like Jasmine Masters in the way that she's a bit like this isn't a joke to me. None of this is a joke to me. Um, but I really really like it. And she comes in in the UK. We've got um, this uh, holiday pack called Butlins, and they all wear red coats, and they're called red coats, and that's kind of what she reminded me of a little bit in this. Uh, 
blazer and pants get it. But um, gorgeous, polished, and what a breastplate she's got. Tanisha's, I mean, she is regal. I don't know how I felt about her Meet the Queens. I mean, I, I don't listen. I haven't heard our last podcast. <laughs> but like, I know that her. I like her better than, I, I like her better now than I did then. Especially hmm. hearing her story about how she, so so they she get was on stage, don't they? And, and she was cast, she was cast for season 12. Yes. But the day after they gave her the, the call, she got given a call saying she got stage three colon cancer. Yeah, my gosh. She beat it. Well, she thank, thank like that, she, she has been through it, and then she back for season thirteen. What, what a woman! That's the, the power of the Iman dynasty. It That's really, what they really do. Is. Yeah, I mean, what an absolute trooper! She had radiotherapy and chemotherapy, and within the span of a year, she's she's back to compete. So what what a tough lady! She's a fighter. She's she a really fighter. really is. Thirty years and drag. I'm surprised mm. she's not like, hey RuPaul, hey like yeah. you know, like her and Lady Bunny. Like, I, th- <laughs> I thought they would have been like in the same circle or something. I, I really want her to do well because I feel like she's got a tale to tell. Yep, uh, more than what we see here. Them two together, the energy, the talking heads. They actually gave amazing energy. They gave because I would love to see. More or both of them, okay? Yeah. Based on their personalities, yes. I want to see them both go further. Um, and uh, so here we are. Oh, th- Rue, I think Rue really likes Simone from the outset because you can tell from their bants, if yep. you like, uh, the joke about her meeting the grandfather. her grandfather and stuff. Yes. I think I think Simone does good comedy. She's a funny girl. Naturally funny, I yeah, think. She's, yeah, she's very funny. Let's go to the lip sync now. They got pleasure principle. Uh, now, uh, now, let's go through the performance. I'll start off with Simone. Mm-hmm. Simone is giving fun and a bit of campy, kind of good face yeah. and good energy. I, I'm having fun because she's having fun and her smile is yeah. infectious and I feel good watching her. She's kind of skipping and doing her thing and smiling and throwing in humor. Yeah. And like she could be... She could be any icon from the 80s, really. She could be Whitney. She could be Janet. She could be Madonna. She's adding in the humor with the face, the lip mm. trills, the, the hand gestures. Yeah. The, it's making the judges laugh. It's making me laugh. And I'm having a good time just watching her. So props. But I loved what Tamisha was doing from the beginning. And it was tell like, me about Tell just, me about it. Well, you're the, you're the choreographer. Tell me Gotham, about darling. it. Stardard. Um, she's just giving pure Janet moves. I will say, like, she was slightly constricted by her breastplate, I think, and she wasn't able to move as fluidly as she, and the tailoring of her suit probably as well. And she couldn't move as fluidly as she would have liked to, but still, she was giving, like, classic Jackson moves, wasn't she? Which I was loving. Yep. I was really like, I, I very much enjoyed both her performances. I, I want to say this about Tanisha. I love the fact that she was giving us Janet. Yeah. I don't know how she was going to... The minute she the music started and she went straight into the Janet Jackson shoulders and uh-huh. the, the Janet Jackson arms. You Angular know, movements. Was, yes. The minute she started getting into that, I was like, girl, this is a long song. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, how are you going to keep that up? Yeah, the where whole, are you going to go from here? Yeah, maybe? exactly. Where, mm-hmm. Like, you, okay, you've, you've started at what I feel is your 90, your 100. Uh-huh. So you either have to keep it at 100 mm-hmm. um, and maybe find a, another gear or if you, or it's going to fall, it's going to go down. Now, now, this is what I was thinking. I was like, oh, 
after a while, it just started to look like, do you know when your song comes on? Yeah. And you're just like dancing along and, and lip syncing it because uh-huh. it's your favorite song. It just felt like I was watching a girl bopping to, not a girl bopping to her own music, not uh-huh. a girl performing. That's all I have to say. I think that's been part of her repertoire for 30 years. Exactly. I, I think she's been doing that song. What I kept thinking of as well, if I'm right, isn't the video for Pleasure Principle just Janet on her own in a studio doing dance moves, looking pretty hot and sweaty? Sure. I think so. I don't remember. I think it's a very dance-oriented video, but it's focused on just Janet. I could be getting mixed up with another Janet video, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. So I, I felt like this is like a real homage and very affectionate homage to Janet from Tamisha. I, I bet she has all of her records on LP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely, but I'm like I said before. I felt like after a while, I felt like I was just watching someone in the club dancing and lip syncing okay. to to Janet Jackson, as opposed to someone giving a performance. I want you to stop attacking Tamisha right now. Please. I'm not attacking her. Okay, I'm here to defend her. <laughs> Back at her. So She's who my would girl. you look? Look, they're both amazing. They're both amazing. They're both good. Those are my opinions on this their style of performance that mm. they chose to do. Now, I would give the win to Simone. If I was going with my Ooh. head over my heart, I would say Simone. Although right. I, I loved, I would love a double Shantae here. Yeah. Yes, I would okay. actually. Just can you just pick one? Like I don't. I'm not no, a... I'm going for head over heart. It's Simone. You know, if I'm being objective. Okay, let's have a look. And the winner is. It is Simone. Yes, as we preducted. I mean, I, rightfully so. It was a, it was a good performance from them both. It really, really was. But you know what? I saw Tamisha was so gracious. I yes. saw her little heart break, mm. and I felt so bad for her walking off. But she's. You can tell she's a pageant girl who's gracious in defeat and she shows graciousness. So off she goes to the back room and she sees the other two girls sitting there. She seems a bit confused. They seem to be holding on to a thread of optimism. And to me, she's like, girls, the lady has told us that she would like us to leave. Yeah. And we must now leave her home. Yeah. We don't it's already etiquette. been head elves. <laughs> yes. We it's, got to go. You're very young, but as you grow older, you'll learn about etiquette. <laughs> oh, when you're asked to leave a house, you leave. Yes. <laughs> now, you've, you've um, found a lot of a lot of the answers from those pictures in the wall there i saw well, you kind of like have a it. mini orgasm what, <laughs> what what was happening tom tell me I, I wanted to hang out in that room because a couple of things magnolia crawford and kelly mantle's pictures are both there which confirms they were joint first outs in the split opening if you like of um, season six because you could argue whichever one aired first, she was the first out, you know? Mm. Uh, but anyway, and also, Naisha Lopez's picture was there. Now, I wasn't sure if she would be there because she returned after the double elimination of Dax and Layla McQueen. Yes. So I thought actually we'd have seen Dax and Layla there because then Naisha was like third home. She was one of those girls who went home pretty quickly after she came back. Mm-hmm. After <laughs> we are the girls of Dragometry. <laughs> oh, shapes um, and sizes. <laughs> Particulars of the world. <laughs> you could be shaped like, like a, a bumblebee, bumblebee, but you're, you're beautiful, beautiful, girl. Just, Just love, love your, your body. body. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Um, so yeah, amazing answers. Official first outs confirmed yep. by the show itself. Yes. Now let's go on to the next two girls. Yeah, the yes. next two girls to walk in are Got Mick and Attica. Attica. So Got Mick is notable as the first trans man to compete as a drag queen on the show RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, I was interested in her opening line, actually. And obviously, we said before, 
all drag queens we're generally going to refer to as she because their characters are feminine. Yep. This is no disrespect or in any way trying to miss. Unless they're saying they're a drag king yeah. and then we'll call them him. him. Yeah. But the yeah. pronouns we're using for a drag queen yes. is going to be she. Yeah. She, me, her, she does. <laughs> so to reiterate, we are not deliberately misgendering Got Mick. We're referring to the drag character. Yep. Um, so Got Mick comes in and says, time to crash the system, which I think is her way of saying she's going to mix things up a little bit in terms of drag race yeah. having been perceived as transphobic before yes. and now allowing a trans she is, to compete. She's the one. She's there to break up Matrix. She really she is, is the answer. She's Keanu. She comes in with a good CV. You know, she, she was does. throwing out names. She was doing Willem, Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. Um, Cindy Crawford. Cindy amazing Crawford. supermodels. Yeah. Um, but she her, she was taught by Matthew Anderson as a makeup artist when she ah, came to LA. That's yeah. awesome. So she's already got a bit of a link with the show there. Ooh, um, well, her, not a good link at the moment no, because RuPaul no, and Matthew. And I wonder, if, I wonder if RuPaul's going to treat her any differently. Anyway, well, that's complex, and we don't know a lot about it. But yeah. anyway, the, um, the her makeup is stunning, and whenever I've seen pictures of her lately, she does have this white chalky base uh-huh. and this graphic eye makeup which is very um i saw violet chachki do a makeup tutorial and she did in the style of an amazing makeup and graphic artist called i hope i'm pronouncing this right peter sato yep. peter sato um very that style um so very very beautiful and in this kind of like tall sort of vera wangy mini dress slash leotard uh, but she looks like she likes to blend influences i think her her fashion is going to be quite out there and like a mashup of different styles all right now we've got Etika as well, or Utica. I'll, I'll listen carefully next time. And she is uh, a lovely, kooky, acid trip outfit. Very <laughs> Harajuku, is. very kitsch. It's, yeah. That's that's what I think of her. She's, she likes to be the queen of the unexpected. Mm-hmm. I actually really loved her look. It was like a... Yes. It was like... It was what's the um the Alison one that the Mad was yeah. definitely the Mad Hatter influence know, with the green hair again like her promo looks and stuff she loves hats and she loves Alice in Wonderland as mm. a theme so there's it's very that and she explains that when when they get on the stage we hear the significance of the strawberry which is basically her symbol of overcoming because she was allergic to them when she was little you know and it's just like it's it's so funny to hear before her we saw um tanisha mm-hmm. who overcame cancer <laughs> yes. and now and now we have just as deep felt as a story we have Erica who came there she's overcome strawberries <laughs> no. i wow it's very like you I know, know. Uh, move over to Misha, frankly. Yeah, sorry, but I've also been through something life-changing. Um, thank you. Yeah. Okay, now let's get they they come to the stage, um, and they're gonna obviously lip sync. I do want to say that I love the fact that both of them are actually quite excited on that stage. Yes. Gottmik from at the moment, Gottmik's got this any confidence that I love mm. when it, when the sound went off you know when they got into the workroom and then the sound went off. Obviously, the report's calling. Mm. She wasn't like gobsmacked like every other queen. She was just like, oh, okay, my mouth looks good. She's she's doing her hair. She's really, really feeling her oats. She's doing yeah. very, very gun. And then when they're told on the stage that they're going to lip sync, I don't feel like she like blinked an eye. She was like, okay, yep. I and I I see that. Yeah. I see I see you, girl. I see you got Mick. And I love it. I love yes. that confidence. It's like, okay, work. She, she came expecting the unexpected. Yep. And she's gone. Now let's get to the lip sync. The lip sync is Rumours by Lindsay Lohan. I didn't know she was singing anymore. I don't know that song. This isn't a new song. I mean, I've recently been revisiting the adventures of Lindsay Lohan on some amazing YouTube videos. Um, And I will say, 
you know, the, her, you know, sort of mid to late 2000s was the height of pop culture and she was the queen of tabloid pop culture. Mm-hmm. But there we go. Um, she's come out with some good songs and this one isn't bad. Okay. So here it is, Rumours. Um, let's look at, th- I am going to give the win to Gottmik and I'll tell you why. Gottmik knows the words. Gottmik yeah. knows the song. Gottmik was playing that character. Obviously, it's like, paparazzi get away from me yeah. kind of like oh, give me my privacy and i really felt like she was Lindsay, like kind of like yes. and she knew the words and that yeah. back then which is the right timing like she was a very very clever lip syncer here is what yes. i felt and um i was drawn to her performance more than arika arika was um she did do a kind of a kooky a kooky performance she she took that on and then she kind of blended in a bit of realness yes but kept to her true kooky um background and it kind of reminded me of do you remember when it was trinity k bonet versus milk yeah how milk was milk was playing it really really kooky but trinity was the house down performing what a man that what like you just couldn't help but focus all your intention on her Uh so it kind of gave me flashbacks to that moment whereas got mixed like really singing a song and then we have that clown in the background who's Mm -hmm. or who knows the song but singing it to to a different tune or different beat or just Makes me think a bit like Milk when it comes to lip syncs. She might just not have the versatility and she's always going to play the kook, even when it's not entirely appropriate to the song. Mm. So I do, I do, I fully agree with you. Got Mick kind of like looked every inch the late noughties Absolutely. pop starlet running from the paparazzi and be like, you don't know anything about me. Yep. You're making judgments. Yep. I got my own internal struggles. Let's see who they're true. So we're both going to agree. We're both voting for Got Mick here. Yep. Let's have a look. All right, congrats. Gottmik is the winner. Yes. Utica goes to the backstage. Let's she go on does. to the next queen. Yeah. I did like Utica's bye-bye. I'll get you for this, RuPaul. Yeah. It's very like Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Next two queens to come in is Gottmik. She just, no, <laughs> sorry. Rosé and Olivia Lux. And they're New York queens, yeah? Rose. Tell me about their looks. Well, Rosé, and I think you're going to say this every week because her theme is pink. Like, she's going to look like Jem from Jem and the Holograms every single week, isn't she? Well, we don't, we don't know that. Do you? Have you seen her wardrobe? Well, her, her other... Did you help her pack? Her promo look looked like Jem and the Holograms <laughs> too. And if she's always pink, then that's how she's going to look. But she looked like Jem joined a biker gang and got in a fist fight. So she's probably a bit more jizz in the mammograms, isn't she? Ugh, I mean, sending me high. Rosé is going to come in being quintessentially Rosé, but I'm pretty sure she's going to change it up, I think. She's brimming with confidence. Yes. Yeah. Um, Olivia Lux walks in. Tell me about that gown she's wearing. Well, the colour scheme when it's pink. I thought it was Britta for one second. I was like, is that Britta? No, no. She looks to me like the love child of Britta and Mariah Balenciaga. Mm. Um, but that colour scheme, that pink and yellow, always reminds me, you know, those sweets, refreshers, not refreshers, fruit salads. I don't anyway, do salads. But it's almost like a kind of, it was like a, it was like a velour ruched kind of uh, almost Azadina Liar-esque kind of floor length gown, wasn't it? Yep. Um, okay. But she looked lovely. They both look lovely. They both have a talk and we find out that Olivia Lux is a baby queen a year and a half. Mm. Actually, uh, Rosé was a judge at a competition that Olivia Lux was a contestant. Now, Rosé is a name in New York. That's what I'm hearing right now. She is uh, drag race royalty Mm -hmm. in uh, NYC. Yes. And, and obviously, so if you make it in New York, obviously you've made it. Per- yeah. Period. <laughs> and we're never going to hear the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So let's get to the lip sync, yeah? 
Well, I guess we've got some brief interactions on stage to talk a little bit about Rosé being the same sisterhood as Jan, Stephanie's child, Mm -hmm. hoping to make it further. Rosé's another singer and dancer. She really do, she's one of those girls who kind of presents herself as being able to do it all. But Olivia's got a few tricks up her sleeve. She yeah. talks about how she can play the piano. She seems like a fun, nice person. That smile is going to oh, get her radiant. far. In and life, she's yeah. just really, really, she's very, very cutesy. Yeah. That smile is delicious. And she can play the piano. So yeah. you know that she's musically minded. Now we're going to get into the lip sync. I want to say this before I saw the lip sync. I was already going. I was. I was already saying. Oh, just Rosé's going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rosé's in a leotard, actually. <laughs> whereas um, there's a, a beautiful mummified dress on <laughs> Olivia Lux. I'm like, how the hell is she going to move? Now let's go. The the song that they're lip syncing to was called X's and O's, and it's by Al King. I've heard I, it on a lot of adverts and things. I've never heard it before. Yeah. I want. I want to. Let's start on Olivia. Yes. Because I really was drawn to Olivia. If Olivia had a reveal, mm-hmm. you know what I like is that she didn't take it off straight away. She played around with her gown first because, I, and actually, as I was watching it, it went with the music yeah. about how she met a guy. So she was obviously keeping it on. And then she starts to get sexier. And that's when she starts doing the little strip tease. And you find out that it's actually a reveal. Girl came with a reveal. Well, the wh- girl came with a Can I say it one more time? <laughs> the girl came with a reveal. Smart girl because she came prepared for anything that could be thrown at her in the first episode she watches the show you know she came in looking you know in a gown she was in a gown and lady do wear a gown but then she had leotard underneath and well done her yep and then she started to perform i want to say this about olivia lux she gave very good face she did like the emotion and that face that i really felt she was selling it there came a time where she had to do a guitar solo and i just (laughs) things like that i just really felt like she was really embodying the the song really embodying the artist so question because it's the second time we've seen a girl resort to playing an instrument as part of her lip sync this episode so far is it sometimes a little bit of a like, I don't really know what to do in this instrumental break, so I'm going to mind playing the instrument? No, because when Candy Muse did it, it was just for that, which is kind of gimmicky, whereas this was an actual, this was an actual like um, instrumental part of that song. And she did it, and I thought that was really, really great. I thought, I thought it, it was really, really rock, rock and roll. Do you, do you know who did this the most? Vixen. She did it like every song. Mm, I don't... And sometimes remember. she'd pull out multiple instruments like Prince. She was a multi-instrumentalist. So that's what um, I thought about Olivia. I thought both were really, really theatrical. Um, Olivia gave more of a like sweet, fun energy. And Rosé had like more of like a dry humor, if you like, just in the way she presented some of the jokes in the song. You know, like the bit where she was like, um, there's a bit where she waved and like pulled a funny face. Yep. I like that energy. I like dry, sarcastic humor. And she presented that in the song. Um, I think they were both great. It's another one where I'd be quite happy with the double chante, to be honest. I want to say that Rosé has really good control of her body, mm. much more control than Olivia. I like Olivia was like moving when she was dancing. You could, it was there's a diff- I can see I can look at someone and tell that you have control of your body, mm-hmm. or if you're just throwing it around. Yeah. Now, Olivia was just throwing her her moves around, but I could really see the control in Rosé's movement. So you can tell yeah. that there is definitely a background of dance there. Her turns were amazing. You, you, you were ready to the, throw dollar bills at the, oh, the TV. She was like, th- those spins during the instrumental is great. I, I did question that jump twist into what was supposed to be a death drop 
but it just looked like she fell to the floor <laughs> and then assumed the position when she was safely on the ground. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you mean. Again, you were quite you you really complimented her spins, but you were quite vocally opposed to that. Alleged I didn't I, I didn't get it. It just wasn't. Yeah, it looked like it was a cop out. There it were highs and lows. I I I think that was a fumble. Yeah, I think you know they've got one chance to do it, and she she is capable of better than she did in that move. Okay, I so let's let's choose our winner from here. From here, I have to say I'm gonna go with Olivia. I'm gonna go for Rose because I like the style of humor she presented. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm going to go for Olivia. And the reason I'm choosing Olivia over Rosé, Rosé was amazing. Like, mm. This is probably the first time I would say with you, I double shouldn't say yes. Yeah. But I'm going for Olivia and the mere fact that she hit the reveal, that she didn't like take it off straight away and start trying to bust the move that she kind of played into the song. And mm. like I said before, the difference with Tanisha and her, Tanisha went straight to 100. She <laughs> yes. went straight to like, uh, uh, uh. Like, you know, like... All of that, whereas Tanisha played it and then made it a moment. Do you know? She yeah. she let she let that gown breathe before she did the reveal. And mm-hmm. then when she did the reveal, then she started to move a bit more. Her face kind of started to get more and more like emotional. I just Lovely I really, expressive face. Yeah, I did like it. So that's yeah. that's what I'm gonna give it for. Uh, performance factor in that yeah. sense. Yeah. But both really, really good. Yeah, performance over technique for this one show. Okay. For this dokey. one. Okay. Okay. Let's have a look. So they have selected the same as me. Olivia Lux wins the lip sync. Now, Rose looks gobsmacked. Uh, this is a very, very honest reaction. I, and I, as soon as I said Olivia, I said, didn't I? Rose is going to be devastated. And the thing so is, she was. Um, Rose had more to lose. Rose apparently is a name in New York City. Uh-huh. Rose's been doing drag a long time. Mm-hmm. Rose is a dancer and a singer. This is her forte, whereas Olivia was. Pre- presenting herself as more of a, a pianist really oh, and, and a coming, yeah. kind of trying different and even things, in the meet girl. the queen she likes to do more like isn't it more she likes to do more like ballads so i don't pro- specifically remember i do remember the piano thing though yep. yeah yeah so um i would have if i was rosella i would have been like my ego would have been taking taking a big hit because i lost against a non-dancer i have a better reputation i had to judge her I was and a judge she, for a performance that she was a contestant and she beat me, and the she judge. she picked herself up in comparison to Jan as well. Exactly. And, and I just said I was going to get farther than Jan and now I'm getting sent home 10 minutes after. Uh-huh. She did have the most honest reaction. Like when she was sent home, she was very like, what the hell is happening? Like mm-hmm. her walk off was just very like... What? I don't and even understand. Olivia was like, I'm confused. Rose said, me too, girl. Yeah, me too, girl. I should have stayed. She should have yeah, done a whole and she, monologue. And then she was just like, bye, I guess. Yeah. Very honest. Yeah. So congrats to Olivia. Let's move on to the last three queens, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, we actually got a threesome. They're always awkward. They're always what? awkward. So it was Tina Burner, <laughs> Kamora, and Olivia. Now, Tina Burner. I know Tina Burner. I've heard of Tina Burner. All the queens Every queen I know has mentioned Tina Burner. I've seen her on like some sort of posters, including the Rue Girls. Yes. Um, they talk about it like Bob the Drag Queen talks about her. Bob, talks Bianca. about how amazing she is. Yeah, how yeah. how like how much of a legend she is. Now, yeah. when Kamora walked in, Kamora even said, "I know you, you're a legend." Yes. When Olivia with two T's walked in, she was like, uh, "I know you." T's. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Elliot. Elliot with two T's walked in. They know her, Tina Burner. Even yeah. Michelle Vassage was like, mm-hmm. "I know you." So she has been around. She's a, she's a name. Now let's look. In, let's get into the looks. What did you think about Tina Burner's look? Well, Tina, Tina's just very much presenting herself as a, you know a campy costumey 
comedy girl, yep. which says, and she got this kind of NY fire department kind of get up. Very funny, but very cool. You know, it's sort of two piece. And also referencing the fire theme. Whenever you look at her Instagram, fire is a recurrent motif for her, Tina Burner. Um, so that's that. Um, Kimora walks in and she describes herself as a, a Maki, the original Maki doll. And I, she walked in and I thought, that's a very Maki-esque dress as well. Gorgeous peach feathery confection that she's wearing. And then she says she's a sample size and it's... It, a Becky, Becky Mickey? It's Becky a, Mickey. It's a Bob Maki. It's an original <laughs> Bob Maki that she's able to wear. So She got money. And when Elliot with two T's walked in, I just thought... I feel like she's one of the cast of Dance Moms who has gone to a party. Oh, I'm or not a regular like a, mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah, she's gone to a fancy brunch. Yeah, she came know? in doing a bit of a dance. Uh, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about her. Now, I want to actually get into the main stage. Mm-hmm. What are your first impressions of them? Do you think they're going to do well in the competition? Do you think they're going to do well in the lip sync? And who do you think is going to win if they have to do a three-way? I think Tina's got loads of potential. She has really good repartee with the judges. But um, Elliot with two Ts is a ballet dancer. and She's worked on huge stages like a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was that a read? <laughs> well, she got her ballet training, and I, you know, I, I suspect she could turn out a high energy song. I think Tina, whatever she's given, will give it a funny twist, and that's how she'll perform it. Yep. Um, and Kimora, Kimora doesn't tell. I remember her saying in her Meet the Queen, she's a pack and back girl. She's the one who loves ballads. Oh, she's the one that yeah. loves ballads. Okay, then maybe that, that's it. Um, so she's going to need a ballad or a mid-tempo song. Well, the song ends up being Lady Marmalade, and that's from the, well, the, the artist, modern version. The modern version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Christina Aguilera, it's Pink, it's Missy Is Elliott. It La who did the original. Uh, and it's uh, Maya. Was it Maya? Yeah, it was Maya, Pink, Lil' Kim, and Christina. Yes. So, uh, how do we go here? Now, you know what? I was surprised. I love how asked you than I answered because, you know, <laughs> my opinions matter more time. Sorry, you're just here. Uh, I want to say the Elliot 2Ts, going into this, I was like, you know, she's a dancer. She's going to be amazing. She's going to be high energy. And I'm going to say it, she was swallowed up by the other two girls. Like, she looked good. The movements were amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to watch you dance, I'm like, yeah, she's, that girl can move. But this wasn't a dance audition. Yes. This was a lip sync. And yeah. she gave no face. A lot of the time, she was, like, looking across the other side of the stage. Do you know what I think that is? Because they made a little joke about it just a moment ago when she was talking to the producer. She's really heavily Botoxed in oh. her brow. I don't think she's got much of a range of expression, like, full stop. Well, that, Which that is unfortunate hold... for a drag queen, really. Yes, your face. You need to, you need to perform. So mm. that's what I had to say about... And clearly that's her aesthetic choice. That's fine, but it limits her um, performance capacity in this regard. In sheer contrast to the very, very expressive Tina Burner, who gave us like humour and energy and a lot of character from the outset. Yes. And she inhabited the different personalities of the song really well. She she made me laugh. Yeah. Um, she did like a lot of crude kind of drag queen type-esque she you know things, you mind know, a job and she she gave us some little kim energy she gave us a little bit of fishing we'll say oh, fishing there was that too there was yes. that fishing that I went thought on she was just trying on a new pair of gloves no yeah she was she was definitely <laughs> yeah well she had a glove El- on. elbow length gloves <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it was kind of like it was crude drag queen type humor it was very funny in a performance. if i saw that in a club i'd be yeah, I'll be yeah, I'll be throwing my one pound coins at her. Like, Get <laughs> off! <laughs> but she was funny. I loved her in the rap. 
Like when she came in, she was, and then she, uh-huh. she get, she knew the words. Like you know, mm-hmm. she was like hands over there. Like she was she giving really ghetto, did. she was giving ghetto sass. Like all of this, like a different character, which I loved. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Kamora. I Kamora. thought Kamora, ka, sorry, ka, yes, Kamora. Thank you. <laughs> Kamora surprised me. She really pleasantly surprised me. Yes. Do yeah. you know what I like is that she took from what I saw. She took the lead vocals. For example, mm-hmm. like um, she was doing the parts of the. Like when it was Pink's part, you know how like Pink does the ad lib over the lyrics. Yeah, she was doing Pink's part, which I thought was very very clever because yeah. I was like, yeah, you want to be that person. Let them, mm-hmm. let them do the, the the yeah the the chorus. Let me do my ad lib because I be am the her. Diva on top yes, of them. That's yeah. A, yeah, she actually gave really really good face and emotion she as did, well. So and also I thought like effortless sex appeal. Yeah, she was oh, yeah. sauntering up and down and dipping in a sensual way. Yeah. And I also like Since she gave a really so. shady look towards Elliot when Elliot was like doing all kinds of tricks at the end. She just kind of like glanced over. No, it, it was. I was also. I was. Also, Tina Burner did this. So Tina Burner mm. and Kamora at the same time was like <laughs> looking at her down on the spit and kind of like taking the piss out of her, mm-hmm. which actually took the power away from that move. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Really... It's People do that a lot of times when someone's doing something amazing mm. and they, they kind of make a mockery of that move to take away the the wow factor. And Elliot's And getting of... that power back. She taught a full yoga class in those last few seconds of the song. She was splitting, she was doing down dog, she was doing everything. Like I said, Elliot's with two teeth looked good. She looked amazing. I would cast her if this was a dance audition, but it was a lip sync mm. and you're an artist. You're what, not a background. You're you're the lead. What would Abby Lee Miller say about her, do you think? I, I think Abby would... I don't know. Technique. I didn't see enough. Sorry, Tom. I didn't see enough. <laughs> so Abby would say, sorry, you're out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> that's what Abby Lee Miller says. Who like are now. you going to choose? I'm going to say definitely if it's just one person staying at Cena Burner. If Absolutely. it's two people staying at Cena Burner and Kamora. Yeah. I can't believe on a dance challenge, she got, no, not a dance on a lip sync, she got outperformed. I completely agree with your verdict. Yep. Yeah. Shall we have a look? Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right, so they decided to only keep one, Just and one. that person is the Tina Burner. Tina Burner. So she stays, and we say farewell to the other two. Kamora. Kamora, yes. Thank you. Yes. And who was the other one? Uh, Elliot with two Ts, Sorry. but that's very telling. Yeah. So now <laughs> let's get down to it, okay? So what's happening now? We see all of the queens, they were eliminated in one lounge, all right? Yeah. And then we have all of the winners in the workroom, work basically. Enjoying a cocktail, now, enjoying a kiki. From what I'm getting from there, everyone seems to know Tina Burner. She's a legend. She's been around. She's ancient. Like, all of the girls know her. And especially the New York girls. Yes. And so she comes in, Olivia knows her. Now, her- one of the girls, now, Olivia said that she actually went up against a um, a New York queen, and they said Rose, Rose. and Tina Burner was like, okay, yeah, I know, I know her. Yeah. I know her. Now, the same conversation has been had in the other room mm-hmm. where Rose is like oh Tina Burner Tina Burner said I like Tina but Tina doesn't like me yeah, now, I don't know I if mean... she's talking about the drug or the person <laughs> it's really hard to tell so I was like okay well this is, they're gonna keep her for the pure drama of it I'm assuming well, I mean, Tina Tina makes some funny, shady jokes, funny, shady drag queen jokes that didn't seem particularly malicious. But I don't know. It seems like from their interactions outside of the show, Rosé has garnered the impression that uh, Tina's not her fan. I do want to say that I'm, I'm loving Tina. I'm loving Tina Tina's Bruno. Beautiful. She's really, really funny. Her she makes me laugh. Exactly. She's yeah. a drag queen through and through. Yeah. Uh, she's 
she's been there, done there, and then yeah. she's now come onto the show after auditioning every year, yes. hopefully get a check. <laughs> we find out what is happening. Now, what's happening now is that RuPaul has just made an announcement to mm-hmm. the girls in the pork chop loading dock <laughs> that one of them has to go, but they have to decide. Well, they she, have she to gives decide. The, she gives them the impression they're all going home, which is pretty mean. And they're, just, they're literally just filming their their reactions and everybody's on the brink of tears you know what really really rubs salt in the wound and she's like no matter what happens you all get an album you all get one of my my newest album you're a winner baby oh my god (laughs) what a way to just let them have it so one of them gets to stay or two however but they all have to vote and how would you how do you do that how do you vote off someone that you don't even know this is this is just a recipe for good reality tv because you're putting people in an impossible situation people have rarely met who are all relatively big personalities because yeah. they're drag queens and it's just a recipe for a cat fight i love tanisha imar went straight to the politics <laughs> okay i'm the only black girl she's such a pageant isn't I she i love it i'm the only black girl so y'all can't vote me off <laughs> but she was deadly serious yeah as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, many a true words are spoken in jest. Absolutely. And then that's yeah, it. Very wisdomous. Now they stopped there. And then we've seen a little preview of next week, haven't we? Yep. So that situation is going to continue all that angst. and. So we don't what, know what's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is um, they they vote off one girl. So somebody's going to go home in absolute tears because a bunch of strangers are sending her home for no reason. Mm-hmm. And they said, you've got an opportunity to come back. So and it looks like they're doing a girl group thing, and we sh- we see clips of the the girls who've stayed in the competition as a girl group. I think it's going to be a rival girl groups thing. All of these are speculations. Mm. Mm. They stop it there, and that's it. This is episode one of season thirteen. Mm-hmm. I want to say it wasn't a split episode like they did the other previous mm-hmm. um, times, but I actually really liked it because we got to see every single one of the girls have their moment. So I feel moments. I do feel like I know the girls. Yeah, I get what you mean. There were brief moments. I will say I did prefer the split opening yeah. format. I, I liked this one because now I can see who can perform, who can't, who... Yeah, I kind of get an essence more of them because usually the first time when you see a queen, you only get to see what they can serve looks-wise. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, we got to see their looks, which is obviously your first look's going to be quintessentially you and representative of you as a drag queen. So we got to see them in their purest form, I would say. And then we also got to see how they entertain on stage. Yeah. So I feel I do feel like I got a better understanding of the queens here. Did I like it? I did like it. Maybe people won't like this format. I don't know, but I really enjoyed this episode. It was interesting. Um, it, it's a, <laughs> it, no, it's always good to have a little twist in the format, isn't yeah. it? So yeah, well done them for keeping it fresh. All right. Well, that's it. This is season 13's first episode review. Uh, we're going to leave it there, but thank you very much for joining. If you're new, please subscribe. Please mm-hmm. tell a friend. Oh, also, follow us on social media. Our oh, Twitter, yes. Our Twitter and Instagram accounts at Spill It. Spilling the GNT podcast. Yes. Well, the Instagram is at Spilling the GNT podcast, and the Twitter is at Spilling the GNT. You'll find it if you just search Spilling the GNT <laughs> we're not podcast. That, we're not that hard to find. Okay. But, so, yeah, do follow and do like. Yep. Tom well, posts some amazing stuff. <laughs> He's very fashion forward. So, uh, really. you'll have to check our Instagram not to. Really. To double to double check what I say. It's just our take on like the little references we see and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. Thank you very much for listening to Spinning GT Podcast. This is Polo. And Dr. Sam. We'll see you guys next week for episode two. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.